Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There is a great responsibility that comes with being selfish. Yeah. Great responsibility. I think a lot of us are not in touch with what we actually desire, but rather it's been dictated to us. Society illustrates it to us. Time is running out for you. Says who? Come on. Says who? Come on. And this is how women settle. That's how we settle. That's exactly how we settle. That's how we get bamboozled, but also that's when we become scared. Mm. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. Now, we are all about promoting the wellness, growth, and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about how to balance your selfish years with Ooh. being selfless and still community-minded. Right? As a sisterhood, okay? As people who have... Uh, some degree of influence in our communities not just us but you two listening sis you are participating in different kinds of relationships you mm. are a sister a friend uh, a mother a co-worker uh, whatever you are all these things to different people but how do you balance serving other people yeah. giving to other people but also focusing on yourself and pouring into yourself and prioritizing yourself so that you can avoid burnout mm. We're just going to jump straight into it. We're going to get into this week's dilemma, which I think is very relevant okay. to today's episode. So let's get into let's it. Let's go. And actually, it's a very interesting one because it comes from a sister yeah. who gave us this dilemma at the live show. Oh. It's a follow-up. She said follow-up. It's a follow-up. Problem okay. squared. <laughs> <laughs> to my wise and beautiful older sisters. Oh. I am a night. I know, right? That's so touching. What a greeting. That's so touching. I am a 19-year-old sister from Zimbabwe hey, and girl. I am super grateful for TMS. I had the opportunity to virtually attend the live show last year where I Big sent love. in a dilemma. It was something along the lines of, I come from a low socioeconomic background and my goals for my future revolve mainly around providing financially for my parents mm. and family in an abundant way even though I have zero pressure from them to do so and they don't even know that these are my desires mm. since then I have been thinking about the responses I received and they have helped me so much I would like to extend my gratitude to you and if mm. she is listening the other sister who shared her insight Aww. before that live show I saw giving as a virtue mm. thus I thought I could do no wrong as it pertained to giving upon reflection I realized that I am an irresponsible giver okay. I give money to absolve myself of the responsibility of Mm -hmm. deciding the best use of it. Mm. By giving it to someone else, I don't have to decide what to do with it. Therefore, I can never waste it. For example, if your book were released today and I have had the money set aside to buy it for weeks, I may still end up giving the money to a friend, sibling or to my church. I would justify it by telling myself, well, this book is not an absolute necessity. It's better to give this money to my little brother because giving 
is inherently good Mm. even though i knew about the release of this book months in advance and i knew i wanted to purchase it and i have enough money to purchase it i should just give this money to him or buy something i know he wants Mm. it's almost like money scares me Mm. and my only Mm -hmm. goal when it comes to money is to never waste it and the only use of money i know for certain is not a waste is giving it or spending it Mm. on other people i have been more responsible with how i give other resources such as my time in light of the insight that I got from the live show dilemma response but I am not quite on the right track when it comes to money Mm. I want to be a responsible giver so that I don't carry negative patterns with me Mm. as I create wealth how do I do that though much love a Renee and Courtney stan p.s congratulations on the book deal I can't wait to read the book oh girl this has tickled me pink and then some (laughs) I might be purple too first of all thank you sis and thank you for like being a stan and like it is so beautiful to know that there are folks that are really on this journey with us. Like this is really a community. Um, And it's beautiful to see how much you've grown since the last time we've interacted. And the fact that we've got a community of other sisters that are also, you know, incredibly part of that impact that you're experiencing and feeling. So just much more love extended to you on your growing and glowing journey. We, We love to see it. Yeah, we really do. I love this dilemma. I think it's a great dilemma because literally (laughs) this is like something I've been dealing with in the book, Mm. right? This whole idea of being a giver and overextending your resources. Um, The first thing that I actually want to deal with insofar as um, when we're speaking about money and its usage is when you do come from a low socioeconomic um, background, your relationship with money can tend to be skewed in Mm. response to those scarce resources. So a number of like really well-known um responses to having lack of resources is scarcity mindset right like holding your pennies clutching them to your chest you're not really a giver what's interesting about you sis is you've actually gone the opposite way Mm. you're kind of more so afraid of money and you're just finding a way to get rid of the responsibility that comes with money by giving Mm -hmm. and the thing is whilst giving is a good act you cannot divorce an act from its intention Mm. sometimes good acts are corrupted by their intentions Mm -hmm. and whilst it's a good thing to give it's even better when you give with intention and whilst the intention is you know you want to better somebody else or you want to impact somebody else's life If it's coming from a place of I am afraid of what this money will do or more so afraid of taking accountability of the fact that you need to be accountable with your money, that's even more dangerous because it means that you can't trust yourself, but also other people can't trust you with money Mm. and resources. Um, Money is one of those things where there's certain tests or certain things and certain qualities that you have to develop in order to deploy it carefully. And It doesn't even necessarily have to be money. It can be things like time. It can be things like other resources. But the way that you give and the intention behind giving can often shed light as to your relationship with the thing. And for me, in this instance, it's very glaring that you're kind of afraid of the accountability that comes with Mm -hmm. money, as well as you're also kind of afraid of, you know, taking real intention with your money. And again, I don't want to assume or like, you know, project or anything, but it can also come um, in fear of being intentional with money. Like it's a scary thing to actually say, I'm going to take my money and I'm going to put it towards this, especially when it feels like you can't always see the return on your money Mm. like straight away. Mm. So using the book example, I mean, you can see the return straight away. Girl, buy the book. You can, (laughs) you know, it's definitely going to be worth it because we talk about all this stuff in the book. Um, I'm trolling mildly, Mm -hmm. Um, but things like that, right? And I think it also 
highlights a more deeper issue of how much are you investing in yourself as well? Right. So this is why I also think I, I really love this a dilemma and I see what you did there and tying it with mm-hmm. the episode or whatnot. Um, but this fear of investing in oneself, yeah. especially when it comes to money, okay. right? You ain't got nothing to be afraid of. I think sometimes when we grow up in environments of scarcity, mm-hmm. we become the lowest priority in the chain, mm-hmm. right? We focus on survival. We focus on, you know, um, other elements that are more pressing and yeah. growing up and seeing your parents having to sacrifice everything whilst that has been commendable, while that has been um, something that has been, you know, a testament to their character, sometimes it can reappear in new circumstances. So we've got old responses to new circumstances and that has to change lest you actually start perpetuating old responses to new circumstances. And then you will find yourself in constant cycles that you can't break because you haven't orchestrated a new response to new circumstances. Mm -hmm. So this is how things like intergenerational poverty can start to creep in. Mm. It's not even necessarily just about the resources, but also about breaking those mindsets and also breaking the deployment of certain responses yeah. in response to new circumstances. And as much as it is you know, commendable to give, you can't give from an empty pot all the time. Okay, It's commendable to give all you have. And um, as two ladies that are Christian, giving is a central tenet of our, our faith. However, if you're constantly giving at the detriment of yourself yeah. where, you know, you're actually finding yourself at a deficit in the reds, yeah. that signifies that there is a self-esteem issue. Mm. There is a resourcing um, issue. There's mm. a money management, but also resource management. Like, are you a good steward when mm. it comes to managing your money and your time and your resources? And it's really important that you pattern those things first before you can actually be even more effective in giving, yeah. right? It's so funny because when you um, start to focus on yourself a little bit more and becoming better in those areas, you find yourself with more resources to give. So it's not even necessarily just about the act of giving, but also ensuring that what you give has the impact that you really want to to see. Um, So even thinking about, for example, um, the book, right? Instead of giving the money to um, your brother or whoever, if you purchase the book and invested in yourself, you might find yourself actually being able to develop a couple more skills that would allow you to pick up or give you the um, the confidence that you need to like find a different source of income right. or you know open some kind of new opportunity right. or increase your resources in some different way. Which means that when you do come back to giving to you know whoever you're able to give 10x what you were initially um, planning to give. Yeah. So it's all about efficiency, starting with yourself, focusing on yourself and being very intentional. I would even encourage you when it comes to your money, you need to sit down with yourself and say, what is important to me to build? Mm. What do I need my money to do for me Mm. beyond giving? Money is not just about giving. Money is not just about um you know survival money is meant to work for you that's something that you really really taught me Mm. in fact using money and mastering money i think there was something you said around like money is a terrible master yeah don't let money master you you need to master your money but i have talked quite a bit but everything (laughs) that you have said is absolutely excellent like i think it's spot on everything renee said is essentially what you need to implement into your life right now because it's very easy to see these and giving is a virtue so Mm. don't don't now start you know painting as it's a bad thing to do even sometimes when we do have a a bad i I wouldn't even say a bad intention but we're using our giving to cover up something Mm. 
at the end of the day, all of these things are still virtuous. They are still good, right? Even if you went and threw all your money right now at like a very worthy cause, Mm. would it seem unwise? Yes, but you know, at the end of the day, it's still a good thing that you have done if you were doing it sacrificially. And it doesn't seem like you are giving to boast. Do you know what I mean? You're giving to give, which is always great. Now, where I would say we have to fine tune it as this dilemma has outlined and as Renee has responded to is we still need to get that aspect of, okay, you're giving, that's great, but it doesn't absolve you Mm. of having to learn how to responsibly manage money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't absolve you of the fact that you still have to find a way to make money and keep money. it doesn't just because you were giving and you're providing for other people doesn't mean that you don't need to be provided for Mm. um and giving is a great seed but if you keep giving your seeds away how what are you going to plant Mm. you know you have to plant something and you have to have the knowledge of what to plant and how to plant it in order to benefit yourself and to align with your long-term goals i remember your initial dilemma um at the live show and i think my initial response to you was you know actually whilst because a lot of the resonating, the thing that was resonating was, well, it's not your responsibility to have to take care of your parents like Mm. in the long term, you know? And I get it. Sometimes that is a false responsibility that a lot of us bear, especially as second generation immigrants or as immigrants um, or people from, uh, I guess, non-Western backgrounds where it's very common in our culture to have to take care of your parents, your grandparents and stuff like that. And I think that's at, it's actually as as much as it can feel like a weight to bear it's still a beautiful part of our culture which yeah. we should honor however i think if it does come with false responsibilities that cause you to do reckless things mm. and and unwise things that's when it becomes problematic and so the advice that i gave you was it's actually very virtuous and very you know commendable that you have this desire to take care of your family mm. however it's going to take a lot of practical planning and it's going to take a lot of financial education to be able to make such a decision not at your own detriment because mm. i think we have seen and the reason why the initial response was that's a false responsibility you yeah. know to have to buy your parents a house before you even buy your house is because we have seen like you were saying with our parents you give so much but what do you have at the end of yeah. it right what have you gained what have you even done your and it's not even just what have you gained but your priorities seem to be misaligned mm-hmm. like you've built this house for your how many siblings or your you know this external family that you have but your own home you don't own it you know you haven't left an inheritance for your own kids but your nephews and your nieces have an inheritance it doesn't make sense do you get what i mean i think because a lot of us have seen that we have a disdain towards giving i think the issue is not the giving it's the wisdom Mm. And wisdom is all about boundaries and wisdom is all about foresight and it's all about future casting and having a vision and walking accordingly, right? Mm. And so I think what you need to do right now when it comes to your money and stewarding it is start allocating things. I know you said you've you started to, you know, allocate your time and your other resources yep. differently, but now you need to create a plan surrounding your financial future and not just around money, but around wealth, like mm. you're saying, and mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. um assets and around a degree of freedom that you want to have in your future actually vision cast that and now start kind of um reverse engineering and thinking about okay then what do i need to do with my money now to help me get to that goal and you're going to see that giving is a part of it but it cannot be all of it if you're really trying to reach your goals and so if it looks like buying a house in this amount of years or you know being able to travel x amount of times in a year or whatever it is you want to do with your finances whatever that looks like for you investing in myself in this way buying the tms book which you should do when Mm -hmm. it comes out in march you should definitely take time to think how do I get there? What do I need to start doing? And you've already said you've but you know how to budget for things. 
But now you need to start honoring your own boundaries. You need to start honoring your own budgets by saying, I've allocated how much I'm going to give this month. Mm. You know, I'm going to give 10, 15, 20% of my income. This is the pot to give. And if I have extra, I'll put it in. Maybe giving is a priority to you. So if you do end up running into extra money in the month, give, you know, whatever. That might be your, some of us will go and buy shoe and bag. Honestly. You will give. Sis, teach us. Honestly. Teach us, right? However, you also have to know that, but this is the amount that I've allocated to X, Y, Z, to the, to the savings pot, to the holiday, Mm. to that course, to the whatever, to the taxes. This is what I've allocated. I cannot touch it. I need to honor my boundaries. That's where you're wise. That's what wisdom is, right? Knowing how to honor, knowing how to recognize difference and knowing how to walk according to the vision that you have set for yourself right and avoiding these kind of common traps that our own emotions and our own uh the bad habits that we have picked up can have us falling into and so Mm. it's very good that you know that this is a bad habit that you have to a degree and it's just about tweaking it right it's just about causing a a little small shift acquiring more financial knowledge having these kinds of conversations so that other people can hold you accountable um and also trusting yourself i think there's an element here of you don't trust yourself when Mm. it comes to money and you need to uh, we, we've spoken about this before but trust is all about building a track record you probably don't trust yourself because you've kept slipping up mm. in this area before you need to start building a new track record of not slipping up anymore right of being able to tell people no Actually, i can't give you that money right. now because i've allocated it to xyz or even just telling yourself i know you have this urge out of somewhere mm. to give this money to this so-and-so person but realign yourself with your vision right now does this work for you there is a place to be sacrificial right but then there is also a place of foolishness that is a very fine line and you cross it when you are not self-aware enough to understand like Renee was saying your intentions and your motives behind what it is that you are doing it could be that your parent people have become they've become too familiar with you and have begun to take advantage of your giving Mm. because they know if they come to you they'll get it do you get what i mean once you put that boundary in place and sometimes it will make you look like the bad person but in the long term people will get over it they'll find another place to go and drink from they'll start working the extra hours they'll go and find someone else who will give them the money right at the end of the day don't have that fear of well if i change now how are other people going to view me like I said, if giving is a priority to you, which like you said, because of our faith, it is a core a tenant for us, allocate money to it. This is how much I will give, right? Out of the abundance of your heart too, you can give as well. Mm. But don't be given and you yourself are not even in the position to give, uh, right? The word is abundance is. Abundance, abundance. And abundance looks like so many different things. Abundance looks like, you know what? I was able to pay my bills this month. I got to go on that extra holiday. I can give that money to so-and-so, sure. you know? And that's a beautiful thing to be able to do. But is it in line with the vision that God has given you? Is mm. it in line mm. with the vision you have for your future? Because you could be sacrificing yep. your future for other pe- people's present comforts Mm, and they're not going to use their present comforts to accommodate for your future right so take time to really analyze what am i actually being called to what am i actually being drawn to do and what am i doing out of fear what am i doing out of uh like you said lack of responsibility and it seems like you're self-aware enough to be able to catch yourself in those times when you catch Mm -hmm. them yourself in those times choose to make a different response choose to to make a different choice that's what i'm trying to say um but yeah that's i mean it seems like you actually know what you need to do i think it's now more more so around acquiring more financial knowledge and maybe getting people around you who can keep you accountable um to the fact that yes you should still like just accountable to your goals the fact that you still want to give um it's good that you know what is 
what means a lot to you as mm. well and what your your morals and your ethics are like still stay in alignment with that but now you need somebody to hold you accountable to whether you are walking in wisdom um and not everybody is going to be able to do that you need to find somebody who has a good understanding and a giving heart themselves right but somebody who is pretty much doing what it is you want to see yourself doing in the future giving but being wise Mm. um and find somebody who can model that to you and follow follow them in their footsteps i think that would be the best way to learn how to cultivate those kind of boundaries and keep them in place because it's not that it's easy but it's necessary for you right now in your future okay yeah thank you for reaching out like again though and giving us an update we really love that and if you have ever had your dilemma like read out here on the episodes or um at the live show or just anywhere and you're like or on instagram and you're like "Ah, i've got an update you know give us the update and you can also send fresh dilemmas for all of you who don't know where to send your dilemmas the email is dilemmas at to my sisters.com that is where you can send your dilemmas and you can also send us your dilemma updates, okay? This dilemma has led very well into the main conversation on mm. balancing being selfless mm-hmm. and being selfish. Yeah. Um, and I guess the first place, because I this came to my mind after reading the dilemma, but also around... Um, kind of conversations that I've been having with different people, with yourself about like living in my selfish era, living mm. in my selfish years, just mm. doing up YOLO, I live for I me. I live for me. Um, and also realizing that, but you know, there are elements of my personal mission, uh, personal ethos yeah, and the way yeah, that yeah. I live, yeah. you know, my code of conduct that don't fully align with that, but allow me to walk parallel with that in mm. some degree, mm. right? And so I've had people, you know, say, oh, no, it's not good to be selfish. And especially when it comes to being, I think, young women um, and being women in general, like being seen as uh, caregivers. Right. And nurturers and all of that. Like it's very much so around servitude. And I think a lot of us struggle with the idea of being selfish. And so I wanted to start this conversation kind of talking about why is there such a negative connotation with selfishness Mm. um and also when we talk about your selfish era or your selfish years or whatever what are we actually using that word to mean Mm. because it does have negative connotations Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um rightfully so by its definition and so yeah i want to talk to to open up the conversation with that honestly fantastic opening like i think like we're just so (laughs) for anything because i was literally writing about that in the book Mm. well don't give too much away i ain't gonna yeah i'll try not to a teaser if you i'll give a teaser something like just (laughs) you know just a a little something um but yeah in terms of why women struggle with selfishness and Mm. not even just women just society struggles with women being selfish is you've already like hit the nail on the head insofar as we are painted as caregivers Mm. right when i think of you know 1940s 1950s or even further back right we've got our whole trajectory laid out for us being you become a daughter you're somebody's daughter you're already a caregiver like depending on what your position is as a sibling if you're the first daughter Mm. likely is you're going to be supporting your mother Mm -hmm. um and then there's this whole trajectory of you know finding the right man quite early on getting married right out of college having babies now you're a mother and it's just this constant um trajectory or narrative of having to provide care for somebody else so for a very long time in a lot of societies and in cultures women were seen as by de facto our nature is we must give yeah we don't you know invest in ourselves and only we only invest in ourselves in order to be a supporter for Mm. somebody else or a provider for somebody else in that in that way when we come to you know the 
our current era, our generation where people are having babies later, where um, people are starting to question ideas of the nuclear family, mm. where people are starting to question, you know, commitment, where people are starting to, especially women, we're starting to own businesses. Yeah. We have our own accounts. We are starting to do some really, really amazing things. This time period has now opened up substantially where women can actually say, I'm going to take a bit of my story for me like i'm going to claim this narrative and that's how you you know we've given rise to things like main character energy and you know being the it girl or like these are my selfish years it's net it's it's necessary because it's in revolution to my whole life has been dictated by how much i can care for somebody else without it actually centering on how can i love myself in order to put me in a better position to actually care for other Mm. people um, so I think there's that initial just obviously this being a revolution, everyone's kind of like, oh, tisk, 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 not the woman now taking time to like take care of herself and be selfish. Yeah. And because it goes against everything that we think is natural and woman, mm. because we've literally put womanhood and caregiver together, mm. it becomes almost like blasphemous for a woman to want to take some time yeah. out for herself. Right. Um, and that's why that has even been weaponized against women right if you spend too much time alone you're gonna end up alone you're gonna die alone and i hearken back to like our last episode where we talked about loneliness and hyper independence so it's not a surprise that we have all of these like backlashes from people that are kind of like trying to put women in their place or trying to remind them that you know you shouldn't be selfish for too long because you're going to step out too far from your narrative of being Mm. a caregiver um, when really it's the insecurity of you can't control women anymore because mm. to be selfish is a form of control mm. right it means that you are deciding to live for you mm. you decide your own story mm. your own narrative you decide what you do for you mm. no one can control you anymore mm. because you're not giving care to you know a kid for example or a child the child's needs does not dictate what you do yeah or like when you're not giving um you know care to a spouse you don't have to think about your spouse, right? Mm. Or when you're like not living with your parents, you don't have to consider too tough what your parents have to say. You literally have this expanse of time where you can decide to do things for you. Yeah. And I think there's also the fear on the part of women of fully embracing that. Yeah. Because there is a great responsibility that comes with being selfish. Yeah. Great Go responsibility. There. It means you are taking accountability for your actions. And if there's one thing that I know that it's disproportionately women that are targeted when we think about like, oh, you don't take accountability and stuff like that. However, I think in any across all genders, but like particularly for us, when you recognize the full weight of your decisions and you start to like own the fact that you have choice it's a scary thing being selfish is actually really scary yeah it means that you don't have any excuses if things go wrong yeah and a lot of us are afraid of failure it's like i chose to do that and it didn't pan out the way that i wanted it to we're afraid of failure or um we're simply afraid of having to take accountability for something that may have actually messed up entirely something else so Mm. you know deciding to live that solo life and deciding to not you know apply for the the job for example and deciding to take like a couple months out or vice versa going for the job instead of taking time to go travel or deciding to break up with that guy when you were clearly on the trajectory to get married and by like 23 or something it's the fear of failure and the fear of taking risks that really i think 
prevents women from stepping into the fullness of their selfish mm. years. And I think the connotations, lastly, around being selfish, mm-hmm. we think of, when we think of selfish, we think, oh, they're only thinking about themselves yeah. and they're not thinking about other people, people at all. So I think it's a very, it doesn't have to be as extreme as it's painted to be. Yeah. Selfish just means to think of the self. It doesn't necessarily mean to completely be narcissistic and, and be just absorbed. Closed, oh, just absorbed yeah. in love with the self. It means to consider the self. Yeah. And I think it is a very revolutionary and necessary act for women to consider their, themselves. Um, excellent response. Wow. Girl, I'm, 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 I'm so like passionate about same. being selfish yeah. because we just don't get it the same way. We don't. We're not allowed it. It's so it's, frustrating. It's not made allowed to us. Like we like you said, because you're kind of stuck in this narrative and this path that's dictated to you, as soon as you start to veer off everything, every aspect of culture is going to want to bring you back. And so it does sound radical to say, I'm going to consider my own emotions and my own desires Mm. before I actually make a decision to walk this path or walk another path Mm -hmm. even, right? It's sometimes it's actually very radical and selfish to not even be contrarian and to just walk in your own desires, even if they do align with the mainstream, right? But it really does come down to, like you said, considering the self. And I think we're not allowed oftentimes to be like, what do I actually want? And Mm -hmm. do I recognize that? I think a lot of us are not in touch with what we actually desire, but rather it's been dictated to us. Society illustrates it to us. This is surely what I want. And actually, do you know yourself well enough to know what you do and do not want? Regardless of what anybody can say, can you yourself actually recognize Mm. this is what I desire and this is not what I desire? I don't think a lot of us have that self-examination even given to us. I love that you said that because that was literally on my mind Mm. to say next and you literally, oh, in sync. (laughs) I caught it in sync. Um, But no, you're so, so right. I think there's also the fear of, I don't know what I want. Yes. Can I afford? And because of, you know, social narratives around like time perception and the fact that for women, our biological clock is ticking Mm. and you only have a certain period of time to make decisions. The fear of, I don't know what I want. Yeah. And the fear of acknowledging wants that are divergent from what society tells you that you want. So, you know, maybe you actually don't want the kids right Mm -hmm. now. Or maybe you do. Or maybe you don't, you know, want to get married just yet. Maybe you do. Mm -hmm. But you don't know Mm -hmm. because you actually haven't spent time. And this is what I think the selfish years are for. Exactly. For you to actually sit down with yourself and understand what is it that I want. And Mm -hmm. if it's hard for you to do that, then that means you need to pursue yourself. You need to figure out what are my wants? What do I like? What do I not like? And I think that because we fear failure... It's a shame because it prevents us from picking up the valuable lessons that will answer the question for us. Mm. We often think that it's a journey of pursuit where we'll be falling forward, right? Mm. We'll be discovering, yes, I like this. I like this. When actually sometimes it's an opportunity for you to figure out, actually, I don't want this or I don't want that. Or that experience taught me that this is not for me. So I think there's also value in not just pursuing the self in the sense of making progress, Mm. but sometimes regressing in order to make further strides right. in the long run right. um, and actually having that opportunity to fail because yeah. as women the perfection narrative is too much it's we need to fail much. sometimes you need to fail a thousand you percent. need to flop sometimes you, you just do. have to be embarrassed and <laughs> actually actually if we're going to talk about it like that's actually one of the beauties of sisterhood because mm. in those kind of communities where there is intimacy and there is a a space to be vulnerable Mm. you should actually allow yourself to like you said fail but also be embarrassed like 
And the thing is, we, we fear embarrassment so much because embarrassment is so linked to shame, right? And it's like, that's actually the emotion that we fear. We, mm. Not even the emotion that we fear, that's the outcome that we fear, that we will be shamed, yeah. that we will feel shame. Yeah. The issue actually isn't the embarrassment, right? Embarrassing things happen all the time. It's like, I cast my mind back to when I first fell on snow. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Really embarrassing, mm. right? But the embarrassment quickly fades or can become shame depending on the response of the people who are around you, right? And so if you're around people who can laugh it off and can create banter from it, not that they're clowning you, but they just make it to a funny situation, yeah. it just becomes funny. <laughs> and then it becomes a funny memory. Yeah. But if you have people around you who make you feel shame about that failure, it becomes an embarrassing memory. It becomes mm. something that you quickly want mm-hmm. to forget. It becomes shameful. And we need to invest in communities and friendships which allow us to experience embarrassment without shame. Yeah, that's right. Good. And get into a space where it's like, I tried this, I failed, it didn't work. I think about our friendship mm. so many times. I've been, like, oh, right now I'm going to start this business. Oh, right now I'm going to work on this project. Yeah. Oh, right now I'm going to do it. And that's me. Like, I'm very much, I've got an idea, I'm going to work on it. Many of my ideas have not worked. But I'm in a friendship where it's like, okay, on to the next one. Do you get what I mean? And it's like, oh, this is what you learned from that. Okay, we'll pick it up. We'll do the next thing, Mm, right? mm. And I think it's important to be in a space and to be with people who allow you to continually evolve, who allow you to also fail because a part of evolution does look like failure. It does look like having to leave something, but some things behind. And I love that you said like, sometimes we need to allow ourselves to fail so that we can get the lessons that it's trying to teach us. It's like when I was on the plane, I just came back from New York. It was great. What? But when I was on the plane, I was watching Marry Me, like a, mm. it's a new film. I think it's Owen Wilson and okay. J-Lo, right? Okay. And um, he's a math teacher, math teacher and he runs the maths club and he always tells his kids yeah. um, or the kids in the club, if you cannot find an answer to a question, sit in the question enough or sit in the question for long enough that the answer will find you. Mm. And I think a lot of us struggle, well, this is a paraphrase, I only watched the film once, I was half asleep like, I and I was waiting for food. For, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't tell, tell you what for it, but something along those, those yeah. lines, right? And I think a lot of us are scared to sit in a degree of uncertainty because mm. we expect ourselves to have the answers and society expects us to have the answers. When are you going to get married? When are you we'll going to have kids? When are you go- what are you doing with your career? What are you going to go and study? When are you going to get your master's? When are you- questions 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 answers 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 and it's like we pressure ourselves so much to actually have answers when actually sometimes we need to allow ourselves the time and the grace to sit in those questions and to allow ourselves to come to terms with those questions Mm -hmm, rather mm -hmm. than just saying answers we think are correct because that's when you start getting things wrong and that's when you start pressuring yourself into committing to things which are actually not for you right I, I really want us to start being comfortable with the uncertainty. Mm. And I think that's where you get elements of faith. Like I think to myself, like, cause I've, I've had this battle with this idea of selfishness because I'm like, ah, as a Christian, you know, should you really be selfish? You should really lay down your life. Blah, blah, blah. All that, all that. And I think that, that that's true. You know, that is true. However, I look to people like Abraham in the Bible, right? And it's like, you got to be selfish to leave your father's house and take your wife and take part of your family and be like, we're going to go and do something. We don't even know what it looks like. We're going to go and worship a God we've never seen. Like we're going to do all these things which are completely countercultural to what we've com- we've learned yeah. our entire lives, right? And it's going to look selfish. And within that, obviously our, our family may be looking at us like, mm. oh, that's selfish. You're just abandoning what you've, you've always known. And then on top of it, we don't even know where we're going. We don't even know what we're leaving it for, he right? It looks so crazy. Must have looked completely insane. <laughs> completely insane. But then I think to myself, like, 
I, I can make it personal about mm. myself. Like I know what I don't want, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. will often be like, oh, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? You should focus on this. You should focus on that. And I'm like, I don't want that. Okay, what do you want? I don't know. But it's, but not, it's not that. that. Mm-hmm. And then you look crazy because it's like, well, there's an option here. Why don't you pick it? Why are you waiting for something that you're not actually sure will come? And this is how women settle. That's how we settle. Oy. That's exactly how we settle. That's how we get bamboozled. But also that's when we become scared. Mm. And if we don't allow ourselves to embrace that uh uncertainty and become comfortable with it and become comfortable with the fact that and also just expectant of the fact that failure will happen Mm -hmm. and it's not to say you know become failure minded like oh this is always going to fail and be negative no it's more so failure is going to happen it's a natural part of my evolution if i don't see it coming it's going to punch me unconscious right but if i see it coming and i can completely I can just dodge or I can allow myself some cushion Mm. and cushion looks like community cushion looks like knowledge it looks like okay a plan b (laughs) you know I if I know what's gonna come need to prepare you know what it makes me think of Mm -hmm. you know like when you you know like boxers yeah about to be hit they have to brace themselves brace yourself for the punch (laughs) and see it coming towards you absorb it they're like you know what yeah I'm gonna stand strong right I'm gonna stand strong in this and so it really comes down to like listen if we are going to be unsure, mm-hmm. we should actually allow ourselves that uncertainty as an act of faith, right? I am not sure of what is coming. I have no idea what making these radical decisions is completely going to lead to. However, I'm allowing myself to sit in this process because I am thinking of myself, right? right? right, right. And I'm allowing myself also to personally discover something not just have something handed to me and i think as women society really does expect us to just receive that which is being handed to us you know the the expectations the traditions the the roles the uh even the pain right we inherit these things the okay this is how you protect yourself this but it's like no i don't have to inherit that i can fight against it i can change it Mm -hmm. i can do xyz and those things are scary to be um i wouldn't even say pioneers but like you said it's revolutionary for women to think actually my desires my protection my resources me Mm, putting mm. myself first putting my safety and my my flourishing first that feels revolutionary to be on the edge of revolution is scary if we do not allow ourselves to feel scared we will not do anything revolutionary thank you that was revolutionary thank you oh my it's God. a message to me it's a message to me because it's like you know you make a decision and <laughs> you're faced with the reality nah. after you make this decision like oh i'm here by myself people think i'm mad i think i'm mad Look, it's better to pursue and fail than to not pursue, pursue and settle a hundred percent because at least you know for certain at least i did it i was brave enough to try it and it didn't work yeah but i think it's that waiting Mm, that yeah, waiting for that's it true. to either work or not work that's true and that's it's true. It's, an, it's also annoying when it's like it looks like it's working but it's not or it looks like it's not working but it might you know what it's like it's like when you put your foundation on in a particular lighting and it looks like and you kind of got to trust the process and then you go outside into the daytime and you're like oh <laughs> this is bad Maybe over the, the, the oxidation. Yeah. Like but then that. you try for the next time, right? And then you adjust things. Like, okay, I need to get a darker powder. Yeah. Can't, <laughs> can't return the foundation. Like I, pay, I pay 40 pounds for this. Really. I need yeah, to stop I highlighting looked. with such a, a light highlighter. Bruh. It's like all that you adjust and like 
you gotta give yourself like we can't the perfectionism of getting it right first time yes, and like you gotta leave it once I make this decision Look, men be getting it wrong all the time be getting it wrong. they thrive well, our parents it be getting it wrong like people get it wrong the government gets it wrong like everyone gets they've it wrong they've been shameless with it they're, oh, they're actually the worst <laughs> they're actually they the worst they are shameless um, with it people get it wrong all the time right and we don't afford ourselves especially as women we're so hard on ourselves to not get it wrong or even if we've got it wrong we try to paint it as no 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 i got it right no sit in the fact that you got it wrong there we go allow yourself you know like actually if you look at it from this side i got it right baby Baby. you was in the wrong and you loud you just you said two plus two equals six (laughs) you is wrong it's okay that's okay exactly and i think we need to allow ourselves to feel like that's okay. I got it wrong. Be wrong and strong. I'm gonna apologize to myself. I'm gonna apologize to everybody too. Keep or I'm gonna just reassess, move forward. You know, keep it moving. That's what the selfish. I love that you said that. Like the selfish years are really us figuring out the answers to these questions, yep, right? Yeah. Who am I? What's important to me? My career, kids, family, relationships, my body, my mind. Like all of these things. Like, yeah. do I even feel like I like who I am? It's a perfect opportunity also to reinvent yourself. You have to. Exactly. I guess in the in the attempt to be more practical, then how do you wisely balance mm. selflessness and selfishness? Because I do believe it's a spectrum. Yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I really do. So how do you actually balance and find yourself at a good place on that spectrum cool. where you are whoa, sorry. Sorry. How do you find yourself um at a good place on that spectrum of really how balancing yeah. being selfish being yeah. putting yourself first thinking about your own self your desires how you feel um and your wants and your needs but also giving and serving community mm. um because this is a sisterhood yeah. this is a community we constantly talk about not only how to get good friends but how to be a good friend how to be there for people mm-hmm. um so this really is all about serving this mm-hmm. really is mm-hmm. all about a degree of selflessness right but how do you balance that because i think the danger of the one extreme is you become a doormat, a people pleaser. You become abused, right? Or people choose to abuse you. Mm. Not that it's your fault, but people choose to abuse you. And then the other end is you're doing life alone. You're yep. facing everything yep. alone. Yep. Um, and you actually can't engage in productive and healthy relationship because 100%. you are so you focused mm. that everyone else just has to fit into your life, yeah. right? How do you find a balance? The balance between the two. To find yeah. harmony in your harmony. life. Harmony. We like harmony. Um, I think that's a great question. And the first thing that I would say towards that is you need to do a locator, right? Mm. You know, like in Google Maps, when mm. you're going somewhere, the first thing they do, they ask you is, where your are location, you? Where, where are you, you at? Give me your coordinates. Right now. Because many of us embark on, oh, this really amazing journey of self-discovery mm. and trying to find balance and harmony. But it's like you were off kilter from mm. the beginning. You need to find your North Star right. before you start the journey. Right. Um, so the first thing that I would say is you need to know what kind of person you are. It might be that you write it down. I find like one of the best ways for processing who I am and the way I behave is writing things down. It might not be for you, but I would encourage you to find whatever your means is and also get feedback. Mm. So ask a couple of trusted friends, you know, do you think that Mm. I can be the, like, do you think I'm a doormat or like (laughs) in our interactions where I need to support you? Do you think I can be excessive? 
um, or do you think I can be a bit too withdrawn? Mm. Um, because sometimes we can paint an image of who we are, but sometimes we actually need other people to reflect back to us what that image actually is. Like, yeah. It's kind of like, it makes me always think of that example when, you know, I'd be out here trying to rap and mm. I think I can rap and you'd be telling me, girl, <laughs> not in this dimension. <laughs> in my version of the multiverse, you can rap. Um, so it's about facing the and engaging with the multiple realities to construct a more objective reality mm. around where am i what are my qualities um where am i strong where am i weak yeah. i love the exercise of write down your weaknesses and your strengths mm. and really try to figure out what it like what are things that i do really well yeah. so if you are like more on the spectrum of you're a bit of a doormat you have a giving heart that's a beautiful thing very beautiful you love to really help and you know provide resources to other people yeah. that's a beautiful thing a weakness is the same things that you know have the great capacity for good can be misused for mm -hmm. evil which is people take advantage of you or you find yourself very nervous or anxious over having to people please yeah. noting that down and seeing it face to face is such a great way to process because mm. now you don't have anything to hide behind. You mm. can't hide behind these processes or these frameworks or these things that you have built up and you have to face it. Yeah. So figure out where you are currently and then start mapping out what is important to you. Good. Okay, don't just start, oh, I want to change the action. For an action to have purpose, you need to ascribe it intention. Mm. So before you start moving and start, it's literally like, deciding to go in um deciding to go in some kind of like journey and mm -hmm. not putting in your destination mm -hmm. it's even like um i don't know where i'm going with this google maps uh <laughs> what do you call it analogy but it's serving me real well google right maps now is the best. it's almost like um when you don't have wi-fi or don't have 4g and you're trying to get to a destination but google maps is like there's no connection here babe mm -hmm. like i can't put in i can't give you a route because mm -hmm. there's no connection in order for you to connect to your destination, the connection piece is the intention. Mm. Where are your intentions mm. behind your actions? Mm. Where is the intention behind your route? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to do the things you do? Or why do you want to become this image of the person that you currently are not? Okay. And that's where, you know, code of conducts come. That's where, you know, mission, vision, purpose exercise comes. That's where the deep self-reflection of who do I want to be? Yeah comes in and that's where the selfishness actually comes in yeah. where you're building the self you're focusing on the self to build yourself so build yourself up a little bit more be intentional and carve out your intentions mm. and then start thinking about the actions that will manifest that that's good okay so now we have the destination in point now we have the connection how what's your mode of transport is essentially the action, right? Are you mm -hmm. going to take a bus? So are you going to try and, as you um, mentioned, allocate like an amount that you want to give? Are you going to take a train? Are you going to um, potentially have a dedicated savings pot mm. for a specific cause? Mm. Um, or it might just be that you have a savings um, pot that you've allocated to whatever cause moves your heart yeah. in that particular month. Point is, choose your mode of transport, but ensure that there's intention behind um, those movements and those actions. Mm. And, make sure that you try to stick to it. Mm. I think it's going to take some experimentation in the same way that sometimes when you're going to like a destination. So for example, you started a new role at um, a job that's like maybe five miles away. 
you type in all of the things that you need to get there. You've got your route and all that kind of stuff. You pick the first route. It's only over time that you realize there are shortcuts. Right. And there's only over time when you get a sense of familiarity with your destination that you start to realize there's ways that you could do this more efficiently. Mm. So don't be alarmed if it takes time for you to find those shortcuts or takes time for you to actually manifest into the best version of you. That's really you good. might manifest into a good version of you, but mm. the best will come with time. That's really so I think good. also afford yourself time in getting that balance right especially as women and especially as we've talked about in this episode we have tendencies toward perfectionism we have tendencies toward wanting to get it right the first time unshackle yourself (laughs) from that bondage (laughs) set yourself free set yourself free and give yourself freedom be selfish in giving yourself freedom Mm. to do these kind of things and i think it's just so so important to give yourself time i know that that's the like one of the things that society threatens us with the most. Your lack of time. Yeah. Time is running out for you. Says who? Come on. Says who? Come on. And if you allow the says who to be them, then your time is running out. Yeah. But if you allow the says who to be you, baby, we got time. We've got time. We got time. So oh, that's what I would say in a long-winded oh, way. Come on. If that didn't <laughs> preach to somebody. <laughs> literally, oh, just complete side Hallelujah. note. I've been thinking a lot about like time, mm. seasons. Mm. And like, I love that you said that's one of the greatest weapons people use People use against women. It's time, right? Time is in your hands. It's on your side, right? And there's such a, a supernatural thing and divinity that surrounds time, mm. right? Mm. Time it's all about perception. Time is like literally time is all about perception. It really it's actually is. crazy. It's not even the same time all around the world really right is. now. Right. If you let people pressure you crazy, with time, it? exactly. If you let people pressure you with time as if it were absolute, you deny yourself the room for literal miracles that happen in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's another conversation that's for another book or something. conversation for another day. Yeah. But I'll, I'll then talk about that's, everything you said is spot on i'll then talk about the ex- the other extreme side mm. then of if you are entirely too selfish mm. and there is a there is a a chance and a danger of becoming entirely too selfish and becoming entirely too closed off um and so absorbed with yourself and i think that we need to have a conversation about that because we've spoken about it before in some previous episodes about yeah. like self-care and stuff yeah, yeah. but in a culture that is focusing more and more on self you need to create room for others right mm-hmm. you need to create room and an understand gain an understanding of the fact that the world does not revolve around you right. right and so whilst we are saying take time in your life and in your world mm. to spend time looking at yourself looking at your life looking inwardly there needs to be a realization that you also need to look outwardly 100. and you need to deal with um the external relationships that you have that are drawing things from the inside of you out you need to be willing to give parts of your heart parts of your resources to other people to be able to build the much needed thing which we need as human beings which is intimacy Mm. if you do not allow other people to get a side of you that is vulnerable and a side of you that is invested in them you will not build intimacy Mm. And we need intimacy, we We need friendship, we We need relationships, we need uh, familial connection, right? We cannot do life alone. It's Mm -hmm. literally one of the core things that we constantly speak about here at TMS. You cannot do life alone. If you get into this and we can, there are so many ways to become 
very selfish, right? In the negative sense, right? It could actually be as a response to being selfless, right? And being taken advantage of and your selflessness being taken advantage of and you now deciding to radically think, burn everybody else, (laughs) F it all. I am focused, nobody but (laughs) me, myself and I, let me carry my load and let me stop just... Uh, messing with anybody have you seen that meme of that man that's like looking at his own back yeah <laughs> i've got my back i don't need nobody looking at myself because it's only me that has <laughs> that's my, my back. back do you get what i mean and it, a lot of us get to that place because betrayal mm. pain hurt um abuse right and if we constantly see people around us fail us or having been failed by their own selflessness it couldn't even it might not even be our uh our our negative experiences with Mm. selflessness it could be what we have learned from others i saw that person give their last and the world didn't deal with them well so i'm not going to do that at all right um if we do not deal with our relationships and our understanding with the idea of giving we could easily fall into allowing our past offenses and our past pains to stop us from truly experiencing and walking through the open doors that giving and serving actually opens, you know? Giving, serving, building intimacy, Mm. investing your resources, your time, your money, your heart into other people opens doors. It opens doors for us. It It really really does. does. It opens doors into abundance, but also true connection and intimacy um and get just a sense of gain right if you do not give yourself over to those things mm. which are virtuous like um our good sister in the dilemma they are virtuous you deny yourself of all of those things and i think sometimes in hyper selfishness when you are too selfish you do start to realize the world can get very lonely. And I'm I'm here to remind you, it doesn't actually have to be that it way, really right? But it takes a huge mindset shift. I actually think it is harder to grow in the opposite direction of the spectrum. I think it's easier for um, selfless people to become more, more selfish. selfish than but I think, selfish yeah, exactly, to become, to become more selfless. Mm-hmm. I think it, it becomes very hard because yeah, that's a yeah. very tough learned behavior. Like to start sharing, kids don't even like to share. You have to teach a child about sharing. You ain't yeah. got to teach them about selfishness, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So I think it's inherent to us to start thinking me, 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 I, I, I. And you actually have to challenge yourself to start thinking us, 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 us. But I think where you find a new strike balance, like you said, is mm. when you start thinking of, like you said, I cannot pull from an empty cup. But also, I must be replenished in order to give, right? And so not only do you start going to your own sources of nourishment, but also you start investing yourself into relationships which will replenish you. And so as in I give, the majority of the places that I give to you Mm. are places that will also fill me. So I give my time and I give my efforts to things that I know will be reciprocal. Mm. Where a lot of us can find ourselves in dangerous places is we start giving to things which are just black holes and that's not just toxic people that's toxic habits Mm. right like for example i'm super selfish with my time okay cool but most of your time is spent watching netflix what is it gonna give you back what will it enable you to do it doesn't give you and then you start wondering why you feel drained right there's a there's an ability to be selfish my selfishness my selfishness Mm. and just be depleted and depleted and depleted by your own foolish decisions 
you need to start deciding to invest mm. in things which will invest in, in you, you. That's right? Good. And will give give room for growth within mm. you. And that is wisely choosing your friendship circle, wisely choosing uh, where you spend your time and give your energy to, what you read, what you watch, um, the career path that you choose to go down. And it's not to say everything has a direct return, right? But it is to say that even if it's in a roundabout way, mm everything creates a, a return they stack up they it stacks up stack in up. your life right everything will teach you a lesson everything will in some way be a blessing if you choose to navigate things with wisdom mm. and so i think one thing that like season three of the podcast has constantly been reiterating is there is no black and white with this when it comes down to ascending to these higher things of like glowing and growing and the true nitty-gritty of it it's all about a spectrum and where you find yourself on that spectrum but also learning the uh the massive like magnets almost that can draw you further down what or closer to one extreme or yeah. either end of the spectrum and avoiding those things and trying to recognize those things in your life um so it really is about just equip like this whole it's been challenging me it's been challenging us it's just equipping ourselves with knowledge and wisdom and just i guess some kind of thoughts just thoughts things that we can think about just thoughts Thoughts. things that will kind of poke at our minds to at least help us identify where are you at right now Mm, where where are you right now right and where are you trying to get to yeah that's beautifully put yeah that's beautifully put and yeah it it really does start with that self-identification process i think that kind of that requires time mm-hmm. and that really does require you to like really sit in the beauty and fear of finding out who you are mm. which is why like and it's something that's been denied to us women for so long we've never had the luxury of um, deciding who we want to be for yeah. us and i think that irrespective of where you're where you are whether you're much too selfish or much too selfless i think it is an opportune moment for you to prioritize becoming the person that you want to be and the best version of yourself Mm. on your own terms Mm. like this is such a time as now and it's like don't be paralyzed in fear don't feel like there's a you know a time clock ticking Mm. obviously there are a couple of facts that you might want to take into account depending on your values so even when i think of like for example the biological clock it's like okay fair it is a biological truth that you know past 30 fertilization becomes a bit more difficult Mm. however that doesn't necessarily have to be of importance to you Mm. if you haven't taken time to actually decide, do Do I want want kids? And when by, when actually makes sense for Mm. me. Those are the accompanying questions that you have to ask with every question. When it does come to marriage, when it does come to the career, when it does come to the certain things that you want to do with your life, it's about understanding what values are important to you and for you not just for anybody else because Mm. even thinking about the biological clock it's like oh when is the best time to have a baby for the baby but it's like you as a mother need to make sure that you're also prepped and primed to be a good mother like it's not just about you know the biological reality but it's also about the capacity to actually be good at what you do yeah so it's like make sure that these are like you really do take the time to assess where you're at and where you want to go And make sure that, look, time doesn't necessarily, like, we don't necessarily bend to the will of time. Mm. Time bends to our will. Come on. And it's better that we as women start reclaiming our agency in these matters ASAP. Because here's the the rule wrap. Time will go. 
that's hard, something man. that we've said all the time time will go whether you like it or not so it's better you take full control of it or allow it to control you you don't see the sun stopping because you're having a, 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 a episode the sun is good round Come and round on. the sun is going round Come and round on. you cannot reclaim these sunsets mm-hmm. the sun will rise and the sun will set what have you done with I've, it i've been saying it have you been filling it with what everybody else I've wants you to fill it with it. because i to me that's the biggest waste of time exactly wasting my time exactly. trying to ensure that everybody else is satisfied with my life and i'm not and I'm satisfied not. or i'm just immobile because of the pressure of all these voices and all these expectations which are now crushing me and yet the whole world is still passing me by people who have these plethora of opinions or even these patriarchal structures which are still standing they're still getting on with their life they are still moving forward they are still shaping reality they are still shaping the future and here we are stuck and a lot of women we feel stuck even at our young age, right? And even in old age, you just feel stuck. You feel like life has literally come and passed me by. And I have been, a, not an unwilling participant, but I have been a silent participant. You dragged you by the neck. I have been drugged. Just they say. I have had no say on this direction. And that's what we want for women, right? Have a say in the direction. This is the thing, because have at the end say. of the day, you will not be able to blame those people that have Nobody. imposed their thoughts and all of that kind they of stuff. They will be nowhere to be found. They, they won't even be around. They won't even be there to Some be found. Some of them will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them will be dead. Six foot. Are you going to Some go to the land? In the land of the living. <laughs> in the land of the living. Some it's of just them are you. close as we speak. Exactly. Baby, you got like three more years left in you. You're, you're, all just up talk, in my you're using this oxygen, this last you're remaining watching oxygen. Watching my womb. You got to watch, watch your coffee, girl. You should be planning your way. <laughs> God dang. You want me to say mean things in your eulogy? Because I can. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like people's opinions will fade. What won't fade is you. Yeah. What won't fade is your story, your what narrative, w- the way that you experience your it, life. What won't fade is your regret. That's a hell of and a And this thing. is also why you need people. You know what's funny? Like there is like one of our like recent Instagram stories was around like sharing as a community. Yes. What are your biggest regrets? Take heed. Please. In this life, one of my biggest goals is to limit the amount of regret that I have. have. Because I'm telling you, Google it. Maybe we might like share some on like social media, but some of the biggest regrets that people have when they get to old age or when they are on the brink of death or the brink of some kind of unknown or unseen is Mm. they didn't take the risk. They didn't tell the person that they loved them. They didn't pursue the career that they wanted. They didn't get to do the things that they actually desired to to do. do. That's the biggest regret hands down. Yeah. The sense of I was, I allowed myself to be immobilized by what other people dictated to me. And we don't want that for you. We don't want that for you. You want to be immobilized to the grave? And that's where you're really, (laughs) you you can't move. You can't even make a choice after that. You're done. You're done. It's over. You, 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 uh, what do you call it? You worm chowder in the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Worm food now. 
Damn. Yeah. Well, if you actually want more insights into what other people's regrets are, you should follow us on Instagram because that's where the conversation is happening. Follow us at To My Sisterhood, okay? And that's the same thing for our Twitter. All right. And you can follow us individually to get to know more about our glowing and growing journeys. This lovely lady on the right is at Renee Kapuku. Follow her. Her weeks are very interesting. And I am CD Boating. Follow me, Abby Globetrotting around the world globe trying on the youtubes as well make sure oh yeah you can follow me on the youtubes <laughs> here on the youtubes the youtube streets <laughs> you can subscribe around. to my channel at, well it's not an app just search for me daniel it's, it's my name don't forget it um, but also if you want to get more insight into what people's regrets are also you can sign up to the mailing list i don't ah, know why you people great. are playing games you like to play i don't know why you're playing games with your own life this is why you're being immobilized if you want to be a go-getter you better go and sign up there we go if you want to be a go-getter go and sign up you can sign up to my sisters.com <laughs> don't worry it's not too late you can sign up to the Bye. mailing list <laughs> and get weekly glow and grow tips from us straight to your inbox okay to my sisters.com like I said, if you want to send a dilemma to us, it's dilemmas at twomysisters.com. Send us an email. All right. What else is there? Rate us four five stars. Gone. I think that's it. Just make sure you follow us. Like the socials, the community is growing. It really You is. don't want to be behind. Look, yeah. this is a way that you can be an agent of change. <laughs> um, we are not even trying, but we will succeed in building yeah. one of the biggest global sisterhoods yes. that just def- not only defies Come pace, on, prophesy. Time. Come on. Time. <laughs> time they're gonna call us aliens man we defying time she was like why i don't know where people <laughs> have to take things too far why did you have to take th- you could have said time travelers i could have said, said aliens but this is the thing sometimes you have to be radical there we go because mm. if i had said time travelers they would have gone comfortable i don't want people mm. to be comfortable in this community this is too familiar we want to- that's the mm. aliens are not familiar mm. aliens are not familiar mm. so what do you want to confess to us that you're from another planet? Well, <laughs> take me to your leader. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sis, we hope that you have an amazing week. Yeah, go home, week. y'all. Go home. Go home. We hope that you have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening to the Two My Sisters podcast. Share it with a good sis, okay? We will talk to you next week. And as always, keep glowing and growing. That is so funny. (laughs) Thank you, dear leader. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.